Hey everybody, today's interview is with uh, two-time world champion Justin Desai, uh, also winner of the 2020 OCS, as well as uh, top eight in uh, this year's Worlds. Um, he had a lot to say about a lot of uh, major events that he played in over the years, lots of detail um, about his experiences, which was really cool. I also... Uh, this was one of those interviews where he really went into his kind of his thought process and in, in how he how he got good at the game. Uh, very just very interesting uh, kind of the kind of thing where sometimes you feel like, oh, I could, you know, be good at Star Wars cards if I just X, Y, Z. And then he was like, yeah, well, all you have to do is memorize every single card in your deck exactly where everything is tracked and. Uh, and you realize, oh, these people who are the best in the world are the best in the world for a reason. Uh, just, uh, just super interesting stuff. I hope you enjoy. world champion no no i'm not doing every world champion i reached out to so Jer jared napala whatever is J mm -hmm. jared knapp uh jared suggested that i yeah suggested that i reach out to um as many multiple time oh, gotcha. worlds world champions as as i could um and uh yeah so i sent some feelers out uh i was kind of i was there were a few people that I was kind of hoping that were retired players that I didn't hear back from, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I have, so yeah, Johnny's um, down. I have his contact. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll yeah. That, that would be, that'll be great. But yeah, I've interviewed, uh, Bastion and, uh, Emil and Matt mm -hmm. Sokol. Okay, and then, cool. um, I interviewed James Paul Booker just cause, uh, cause he and I go way back. Gotcha. Um, and, uh, you know, he did good at a world's one time. <laughs> not a not a champion, but but close right, ones. I think. Right, right. But he had a, he tells the story really he well. Had, so right. he had that time of the game. You know, two thousand four, five, six uh -huh. is like a is a vortex because so many people left. Mm -hmm. um, and it was great that it, I honestly think those guys don't get enough credit for kind of keeping the game alive because if they did, like people people sometimes talk trash about that era because there was a lot of exodus. But if you think about it, those guys kind of kept it going during the exodus, which is really important because if right. they weren't there, there wouldn't have been, there would have been nothing to come back to. Right. So right. Guys like Booker or, you know, Hunter was playing back then, like mm -hmm. Nate Meeker, Reed, those guys kept playing. Um, and that was like really, really important because I came back in 2007 um, to a small community. And then, you know, people kept coming back. Kevin Shannon came back. Johnny came back. Um, so that, mm -hmm. you know, that, that time frame should, should actually be respected. Yeah. All right, so uh, so let's let's start from the beginning. How'd you get into Star Wars cards? Um, well, I was not someone who played Magic. I like Star Wars. I have an older brother. He's a lot older. He was really into Star Wars. He was, you know, he was a '70s kid, so he grew up with, you know, a New Hope and stuff like that. And we like games. I was really competitive growing up. Um, I was a pretty good athlete. I played basketball in high school and stuff like that. So in the late '90s, um, it was kind of a weird paradox where. I wanted to do nerd stuff, but I would have like these basketball tournaments and I'd be like looking at my schedule of like, you know, sports on one day. And I'd say, oh man, I really want to go to this like Star Wars regional. Um, Cause I just bought the cards and I saw them at like a Walmart or something mm -hmm. um, and kind of got hooked with my like buddies. 
um, that I would like play video games with and collected comics with. Um, and I think it's probably a pretty similar story to, to a lot of people. But one thing I would say that's sort of unique to me is I actually, I was only able to play like one tournament because mm-hmm. um, I had, unlike a lot of kids, I had a really busy se- schedule with sports. Yeah. Um, so I could play maybe one tournament like every five months. So it, it almost like, it was almost like a weird addiction. You know, I didn't, I never got to vet it when I was, you know, 16, mm-hmm. 17. So then when I was like 19 and 20, which is like 1999, 2000, um, I really started playing a lot. Right, right. Um, our, our region, the, the Kashuk region back then is pretty wild who played there. So like our store was like Hayes Hunter, Steve Brenston, Hayes' little brother, Eric, who at that time was like 11 years old, Steve Baroni, Mike Jem, Andy Clemma. I mean, like multiple Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. multiple like, you know, legends of the game. Um, sort of all growing up together and like, right, you know, doing right. some like teenage stuff for the first time. Um, and then I think the big sort of moment, the big, the big tournament that we all sort of, everyone in that sort of era remembers going to is the DecipherCon 2000. Okay. Um, it was the one that I think it was the first trip for a lot of us. Um, I think maybe Hayes had gone to maybe one world prior, but for the most of us, we hadn't gone to like conventions. We hadn't gone to origins. We hadn't gone mm-hmm. to Gen Con. So um, Worlds 2000 was like Florida, plane, you know, these things that now you do all the time and you're like, okay, yeah, right. trip, let me book a trip. But back then it was like, I, we were planning it. It was in October. We were planning it in like June. Like who's going to stay with who? And that's where I st- first started hanging out with Mike, who's like a lifelong friend. He's one of my best friends and Steve Baroni as well. So that's sort of where it got, it really kicked off. Um, and then, you, you know, you just kind of keep playing. Ramapocon 3 was right afterwards. You, you, It was the height of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was hooked. Cool, cool. So uh, you, you, uh, so you were, you were big competitive in the, around 2000. When did you, uh, when did you drop off? Well, I was competitive in 2000, but I wasn't that good. I almost, I always like was trying to figure out what was, what was missing because I was, you know, I was a very competitive person. Um, but guys like Hayes were better than me back then. And at a certain point I was like, let me figure out, let me just figure out on my own. And, and with and with Mike and with some other guys, but let's like really just figure out like why why aren't we as good as we should be? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think late 2001, after Freedom Con with all the events of 9/11 that happened that sort of changed that fall, um, we kind of just got in the tank like over Christmas break and just started really dissecting stuff. I started doing a lot of uh, stuff with memory, with like decks of cards, trying to memorize sequences of cards, like trying to memorize 15 cards, shuffle, do five up, five down, six up, six down, mm-hmm. you know, insert something, change the order, see what you can do, really kind of understanding things, um, working on like mathematical algorithms for decks that I had always sort of been fascinated with. And then it just paid off. So 2002, um, I think I lost like two games for the entire year going into Worlds. Wow. You know, Mike, Mike won his regional. Uh, or, or qualified in his regional. I qualified in my regional. Um, that's when like the KTOD uh, name sort of was happening. So we were winning all these tournaments and some people were like, oh, I think Hunter was actually the one who coined it. He's like, you know, uh, Brian Hunter, there's like the cash train of dominance because like Origins, we, we came in first and second at Origins. Um, so I think when the, we first, then we started winning tournaments. So that was, that was the, that was the Origins that Brian Hunter won with uh, in, oh, whatever. No, I'm, I'm no, thinking of 2002, 2002, Mike and I drove okay. um, from Boston to Ohio, and we came in first and second. And oh, was, okay, okay. I think it actually might have been the largest PC event ever. It was like 83 people. Okay, 
Okay. Um, and it was it was a lot of people because they played loader. There was a big loader event, the, the DGMA premier loader okay. event. Um, and you know, two kids from Boston, you know, came first and second. Hayes was there, and Clint mm -hmm. played, and all these other guys. But we were able to win. And it was cool that we drove together and it was like yeah. the final competition. Yeah. That was sort of a memorable moment. Yeah, because um, Origins is in, is in my home. Is I'm in Columbus, Ohio. So okay, Origins, yeah. is, Origins, and I went to Origins fun. one year, and and we had, and it was not that big of an event. So <laughs> yeah, Origins. I I I loved Origins. We've gone. I think we went four times, um, and that's part of the comeback story too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so like we got hooked in 2002, 2003. But then Worlds 2003, which was the first year that we teamed with Johnny Chu. It was the team was Clint, Johnny Chu. They were friends. Um, and Mike and I, we kind of formed this foursome, and all four of us taught or day three. Mm -hmm. um, Johnny won. Clint beat me in the top eight. Johnny beat Mike in the top eight. So we just we knocked each other out. There wasn't like anybody right. else that beat us. Right. Um, Clint came in third, and Johnny beat Clint. So we actually lost to nobody in outside of our team. We literally tiered it that way. Wow. The great, great tournament. Um, you know, Johnny winning was great. People kind of knew that he was one of the best. So him winning was really great. But then the game, you know, the license was lost. Um, the, the the players committee had sort of put their initial push in. Um, but I, we left because Loader was starting to do some things. Um, and then the versus game, the Marvel DC versus game, which essentially got millions of dollars from Marvel Comics and DC Comics to sort of mimic um, the Magic the Gathering Pro Tour, um, actually invited me. They had a courtesy invite list. There was a number of poker pros and magic pros, but there were two, two Star Wars players, which was me <laughs> and Brian Hunter, and it was two Lord of the Rings players, which was Mike Dalton and someone else. Um, so I got the invite. Mike won essentially a PTQ. I don't know if you're similar, uh, yeah. familiar yeah. with that phrase. Yeah. Um, and then you know we kind of played. We played in the first, and we got hooked on that. And it was it was such a it was such a lucrative and sort of grandiose tour, um, where you had these four late uh, large pro events per year, giving out a quarter million dollars. Um, there were multiple like 10 Ks. They just threw so much money mm -hmm. into it. And we, and we just got to travel and play cards for three or four years, basically for free. Um, we didn't even do that well. I think, I think I won like 15 grand just over the course of a couple of years, just by sort of staying on this quote unquote train. Mm -hmm. Um, and star Wars felt like it sort of wasn't there. We remember it, there was a versus event 2004 worlds. We were actually, it was at Gen Con. And we were at a versus event and we like walked by a booth. We're like, whoa, it's Star Wars. Like there's Reed. <laughs> like, um, and and you know, it turns out like the, the my dark side senate list actually was like the winning list of that year. Uh -huh. Um, but we just sort of detached, you know, we didn't it wasn't one of those things where it was one foot in, one foot out. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were kind of gone from it. But then versus sort of fizzled away, the money left the money left. Um Loader obviously never really took hold. And, and we were in our late 20s at that point, and we were saying, all right, maybe it's just time for cards to go. Um, I think one day Mike Mike was just like, hey, how about we just get back into Star Wars? Why don't we sign up for the MPC? Um, and I think we had originally asked if we could sign up under, like, fake names just to, like, <laughs> surprise people, but then they realized that wasn't – we didn't do that. Um, and I remember we went to the – I think it was the very first MPC. It was, like, in the basement of the store. It was the one that read one. Um and they weren't sure how to seat us because like we hadn't played in four years. We didn't really practice that much. We we didn't know all the the, the new cards. Mm -hmm. um, I lost to Reed in that event. I think Mike lost to Brad Ear. But I remember driving home. We called Johnny on speakerphone. We're like, we're like, yeah, like we're 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 back. We're playing again. You should play. And Mike's like, yeah, everyone sucks. Like we didn't <laughs> know the rules. 
but he's like johnny this will be easy if we just like if we just practice like everyone's everyone's trash and i hope that's not offensive to anybody but um we didn't win, we didn't win lose a tournament that year we won we won origins we won nationals we won like um random cash events and then johnny won worlds i came in second mike top aided uh that year and then ever since then we've just kind of we've kind of been in and out we've skipped a few here and there but it's easy now to sort of stay attached and not and not um you know not leave with gem mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just sort of there it's kind of fun yeah yeah all right so um so let's uh let's let's go let's go into uh into your uh your four big uh big worlds runs here you can uh, we'll talk a little bit about 07 and 09 and then obviously we want to talk about the the years that you won but uh right. so what did what did things look like what did things look like in worlds worlds 2007 so 2007 um we mike and i played a lot that summer we teamed with johnny again um it was in i believe it was in chicago um I, I played Senate for both sides. I felt really comfortable. Um, I remember day two kind of being a breeze. You know, it was back then, it was, there wasn't as much pressure to win, so to speak. Like, I, re- I remember that one not being disappointed that I lost to Johnny. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I got second. It was, it was great. You know what I mean? Right, it, wasn't, right. it wasn't quite the same feeling of wanting to win it. Um, I know that I, the night before, Johnny had no deck for day three. And I was like, yeah, take this light Senate deck. It's broken. Um, he ended up beating me. His turn report's really cool. He's like, yeah, like, you know, I beat Justin's own deck. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a good experience. I mean, it was cool to it was cool to play against the GOAT in the finals. You know, it wasn't like I lost to someone who I didn't like or someone on my team. Right. right. Um, you know, Mike did really well. Um, it was a it was a the tournament itself, I remember. Like we won the team tournament. Mike and I played and we won the team tournament. But it was like a loaded field. Like Kevin Shannon was back, Brian Hunter was back, Angelo flew in. Um, the top eight was was a really stacked top eight. Like Tom Holling or Tom at that point, Tom Hollingworth, Tom Cully, um, Brian Fred. There was like a really really stacked top eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just it was a it was a good tournament. I remember my losses in that tournament were to Brian Hunter and Mike, I believe. Um, like we were all just playing each other johnny won day two you know, he was pretty dominant he was he had the agents mm-hmm. list with like regis and the, the lando that was broken that deck was just insane but i i definitely remember like not being disappointed okay and coming out of that turn be like hey we came in first and second you know i lost johnny johnny won i came in second it was it was a very positive experience mm-hmm. okay what so fast forward to, to 2009 what's what what did things look like then so 2009, we had we had, we knew that we had a list for light that was like broken essentially, the profit list. Um, we played Sid of Luke and like the devices that went used. That like mm-hmm. it was pretty much impossible to beat. Um, and this one has a more traumatic story associated with it. Um, so Steve went forward with profit. He had no dark deck that was good, so he didn't he didn't make the cut. Um, but Johnny and and Mike and I all top aided. Um, and we unfortunately had our, our it was the top eight was in such a in such a way that i played johnny and the winner of that was gonna was gonna play the, the winner of mike's game mike won i beat johnny so mike and i played i beat mike um so again we sort of knocked each other out um with the lights just winning like all of our matches were like okay justin won by 18 would like johnny won by 16 would like mm-hmm. I, I think the deck might have lost one game over the course of the weekend from the four of us mm-hmm. Um, but then I played Brian Hunter in the first, in the finals, 
which was kind of a marquee match. I played him in two final confrontations prior, 2002 Freedom Con and 2003 Nationals, and we had split matches. I won Nationals and he won Freedom Con too. And I actually, unlike a lot of people, I actually got along really well with Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, we were always really cordial. His online persona obviously is pretty grating, but in person he's actually a pretty yeah. decent guy. Yeah. I've always sort of found that, or at least to me. Um, so, you know, we clearly won, both wanted to win it. You know, this was a little different than my mm-hmm. match right years prior with Johnny. Um, but I had EOPS for Dark Side, which was something I wasn't super experienced with. I did not play it the previous day, too. I played, I switched to his mic stack, made a lot of mistakes against his watcher step, and lost pretty big. Um, but game two is a is a, is a memory. I think I lost by like twenty two. Okay, something like that. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I knew what his dark deck was. It was Wado that played Kuat Drive Yards with like Star Destroyers, Admiral Chinunu. Um, so I was like, all right, he's gonna he's never gonna play any ground. He maybe stacks Wado's junkyard, but he's just gonna like drain me in space, and I'll win by like ten. Like that sucks. Mm-hmm. Kind of going in in between. Johnny and I were talking. It was like, yeah, like there's no way he like goes to the ground. No way he starts aliens. Lo and behold, Brian starts aliens. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I sit up in my chair and I'm like, oh shit. So I he does his Watto thing, but it's weird because he's got to protect his aliens and he's got to protect his Watto. Mm-hmm. Gotta have his other site. So he he like doesn't he doesn't play much to protect them. And I think he's looking for a barrier or something. I play Luke. Um and I beat down his audience chamber for eight force. So eight force right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, okay. No barrier. He didn't have a barrier. My deck has four barrier cancelers. Um, I move Luke over to Java's Palace because I run Luke run in my hand. Mm-hmm. And I have Lando with Vibroax in my hand, run Luke run in my hand. I have a two-card hand. Um he activates, does like a whole bunch of a whole bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. but it's like he still only has Watto and one guy at Watto's junkyard. Mm-hmm. Draws two cards. So my turn, I'm like, holy shit. I go Lando. It's 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 Watto and Ozel. He drew two cards. Lando comes down. If the if this works the way that it's supposed to work, <laughs> Lando comes down. All right. If if Lando excludes Ozel, which right. presumably he's going to. It would have been, and Luke hits Watto, which presumably, or, or excuse me, uh, Lando excludes Watto. Right, right. So you can um, draw. So you can draw destiny. You can right? draw destiny, and it would have been essentially Luke was power like twelve, so it would have been eleven plus three destinies of overflow, <laughs> which would have just won me the world championship. Right, right. Like basically on the spot, and Brian again, who drawn two cards, I go Lando. He goes barrier. I'm like. That sucks. Because um, one of the two cards he drew, was, which is crazy to me that he didn't like just draw, like if he knew a barrier was in his, like he did other stuff, like he played like a Star Destroyer. You know what I mean? This is Brian, you know, Brian is like a cowboy the way he plays Star Wars. You know, he's just, he just played his cards, but um, he gave me an out so just to just win. Um, and I think I won the game ultimately by like eight or so. Um, but like once the barrier came, then his next turn he was able to play cards, stabilize. Right, right. A projective telepathy like interaction happened that wasn't good for me mm-hmm. but i definitely remember like i remember doing the math afterwards i was like lando hit if luke 16 to 3 13 difference three <laughs> it's been it would have right. been great the prophet right, text right. destinies was insane 
So, I mean, that was disappointing. I remember afterwards sort of being consoled by a bunch of people. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, you know, I've always, when you play cards for so long and, and like I was, like I said, I was an athlete earlier, you learn, you learn losses and you learn wins. You kind of mm -hmm. learn, you know, the ebb and flow of that. So I wasn't crushed, but it was certainly one mm -hmm. of those ones that you think about afterwards. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you, I've, I've played for quite a while and I definitely know how to lose yeah. um, that. <laughs> I got that part down. My, my problem is I actually, I, I, f I do feel like every time I get into a, into like a high pressure, like where I could do well, that I definitely do. I, I, I tend to kind of make more mistakes. You know, I get we had nervous a game, and make didn't mistakes. We, didn't we have a game in one of the OCS matches or something? Yeah. 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 It, was, it was a little bit, it was a close game, right? I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the next morning on Facebook, Brian Fred messaged me. He's like, you should have done this. It was like, it was a very, very simple thing that I could have done that would have won me the game. It was like, yeah, I remember that game. You definitely like should have won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there were like 26 people watching or something like well, that. Like, like it was crazy. Yeah. It definitely, um, there's definitely like the, you know, those games where, I mean, now I'm jumping to see the number, mm -hmm. but there's definitely been times. Um, I remember in 2003 when I played Hunter at origins, um, it was, there was like 20 or so people watching and I, I drew destiny and it was like a six and a five and a six or something mm -hmm. like that. It was insane. And people were like, <gasps> like there was like a gasp. And I was like, that was cool. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't realize people were watching this year. <gasps> <laughs> and so, and then the other thing about the other thing about that game that, that you and I played, and then also we played in, in Texas mini worlds. And I think we had a pretty good match. Mm -hmm. Um, and, that was the court uh, match, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, court versus legend. That matchup legend. Yeah. Can be, uh, that matchup can legend. All games against legend. Dark at one point is going to say, "Cool, I, I think I'm going to win this." Mm -hmm. And legend's like pretty good at being like, "Yeah, yeah, let me get out of touch." Well, the the thing is, I mean, obviously you're a good player. The thing the thing about legend is it's a deck that like there's some decks that like this is the best deck. Anyone who's a competent player is going to do well with this deck. I think legend, if, if somebody is the kind of guy that just like the look at the last event, Oh, somebody won this event with this deck and then kind of halfway learns it. They're not going to do well with legend. Yeah. No legends. Um, legends. One of the harder ones that in the, in the, in a while. Yeah. But the, the epiphany that I had that we had those, you know, we had those two games pretty close to each other. I think it was in August. Well, so for the 10 weeks from, uh, from the end of, from June, through the beginning of August, I was unemployed. Okay. So in order for me to be up to par to almost be a contender against you, I just have to take three months off work and do nothing but play Star Wars well, cards. Were you playing a lot? I was. I was playing a lot. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, people are gonna. I think mean, that's one of the things with jump. You know, period. It used to be that you know Johnny, Mike, and I, or Steve, would we over summer we'd say, hey, "World's October. Let's let's meet up for a weekend and mm -hmm. in July at someone's house and play." You know. 30 games over the course of the right. weekend, that's going to give us enough to sort of have a huge advantage. And that jump has, has taken that out of the equation. Right. Right. Yeah. There've definitely been, there've definitely been weeks when I played 30 games easily. Yeah. yeah that's no, I mean, for yeah. sure. Um, so, uh, so let's, let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, so we talked about 2007, 2009. Now let's get to the good stories, the, the happy endings here. So 2013, first of all, 2013, you're getting, uh, I, were there talks of a reset? uh by by worlds 2013 no i think the it was weird the meta was you know from 20 from when i came back and then the world sort of seemed sort of redundant in a, in a sense you know kevin mm -hmm. came around he was doing really well 
um, a lot of new cards. Like if you look at it now, we're talking about a big set, but there during that time, there were unknown virtual cards. Like there were just cards, and we didn't have gems, but there were cards where like someone would play it in the game, you'd be like, oh, what does that do? Mm-hmm. Well, because it just came out in the 60 per, uh, card set mm-hmm. or, you know, there were, you would actually could like go through whatever app we had back then that was like sorted the cards and you'd, and you'd look for like tech, you know what I mean? So the game grew a lot. I think there was sort of rumblings, um, like Chris Schoenthal like, was actually more involved with design at the time and he was like talking to players um but i think a lot of people liked the game like there wasn't there wasn't sort of you know now there's a little bit more of the complaints are a little bit more sort of public it seems like Mm -hmm. um and i think because that's because more people are playing in the off months or the remedy really aren't off months back then it was you know the mpc was the winter and worlds was in the summer and Mm -hmm. there wasn't too much in between people like hey it was more like hey when should we plan the event all right cool let's play um and I think overall people pretty much were liking the game. There was definitely some powerful stuff like communing was around, um, spice was around. So I think it was starting to get a little bit out of hand and people are saying maybe we should tether this back. But I think 2013 was sort of the beginning of that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stretch. Okay. Um, and in terms of playing, um, I know that, you know, I had top aided, I think, every event since 2009. I top aided every world, but I just didn't hit you know i think and 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 i think it was sort of there's not frustration but a sort of maybe maybe this won't just happen for me so like you think 2007 i was like yippee like johnny won i came in second 2009 it was like all right came in second again but you know brian just had my number got a little lucky um but you know 2010 i lost to someone i think it was in the first round dan kim um i lost to brian harold one year i lost to kevin shannon one year um so it was sort of just like oof like i'm making it um I think I won day two a couple of years, but then got knocked out. Um, and 2013, it was not that I was frustrated with it. I was I was starting to play Magic a little bit. Um, so I was sort of drifting away from Wars a little bit, but Worlds was in Boston. I'm from Boston. And Johnny's in the Northeast guy, and Steve's from Boston also. So Mike had, Mike had pretty much retired at that point. We're like, hey, let's just play. And I was like, you guys can stay at my house. The hotel was actually like, driving distance, like very, very short driving distance from my house. Um, we got up a couple times that summer. We had lists that we really liked. This was now, you know, now that we're sort of grown up, we have less playing and more like texts, like, hey, what do you think about this? Sounds good. Let's mm-hmm. play, you know, let's play. I, had, I, I brewed up a spice deck that I really liked. And I had a hoth deck that I really liked. I took out all the Imperials and put in like good cards. Um, and day two, I won like five games by one. Which oh is, wow, which is crazy. I beat Steve by one. I beat Aaron Nelson by a true tie. Different uh, tiebreaker goes to me. I beat Johnny Chu. True tie differential goes to me. Um, I beat another guy in a similar fashion. Mm-hmm. I think it was four times. So close. Um, so were you were you going to time or or it was? Yeah, um, went okay. to time. Um, and by this time, we point we were on strength the schedule, so you still got a full win on a time. Yeah, we definitely was a full win. I'm trying to remember if it was diff or not. But, yeah, it was just like, hey, clock is called. We had, you have the exact same diff. Mm-hmm. I don't actually remember if it was diff or something. Maybe it was strength schedule. It must have been because um, otherwise I wouldn't have made it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remembered I, I they do the top eight pairings, and you know, they announced them. In my first round, I think it was the four seed. Or that was, I was the five seed, and, and Kevin Shannon was the, was the other seed. And I, Kevin was the guy that had my number. 
Like he was just the guy that everyone sort of has that um, person that sort of has their number. I'm, I'm that for some people, but I think my record versus Kevin was like maybe two and nine, something along those, those lines. Um, and this is from like maybe an MPC or something like that, like a, like a nationals type event, the SoCal event. Um, he just had and certain worlds as well. Freedom Con 2002, he beat me twice. We were both sort of younger, younger guys, but he just had my number. And I remember going home that night and just being like, yeah, you know, this is, this just isn't, I, I went, I went to bed being like, all right, cool. Like hope Steve or Steve or, uh, uh, Johnny wins. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were jazzed up. They were ready to go. Um, and I, I hated my light side. I played, I played, um, Jedi testing of all things. <laughs> it went first. That went first. So I was like, all right, in the morning I'm going to take all the Jedi testing. I'm just going to play a Son deck that, that, uh, like goes first and, and just, I'll just see what happens if I go first. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, uh, just, just for, for the listener's sake and for, cause I don't remember, <laughs> can you describe what, what Sun V was exactly? So it was a epic event that was replaced a starting interrupt. Um, I think you could only do it if you're starting similar to slip sliding away. If your starting location only had two icons, mm-hmm. um, and you could choose, there were two modes, but one of them was not very good. The other one was essentially, you couldn't play EPPs, you couldn't play maintenance cards, but you could, but you went first. Okay. Um, and you could take a card from your hand and stack it on an effect that you could use for force. You can only do that once per turn. So in, essentially you could like grab your own, lose cards from your hand to generate force okay those are the sort of that was sort of essentially what it did right right okay um but there was an interesting interaction about about how it played out which was cool too so i went to bed basically saying like all right you know what i'm not gonna stress like i'm just i'm probably not gonna beat this guy like he's had my number and at that point i you know i knew i was good but i wasn't thinking that i was gonna beat him mm-hmm. um i was obviously gonna give him my best shot but it was like, you know, it is what it is. So the, you know, morning comms were all seated. It was a stacked top eight. ML was there. It was ML's first American one. Reed top eighted. Um, MHT went eight zero. He was really super good player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Johnny, obviously. Um, this, the whole top eight was super stacked. Mm-hmm. So I play Kevin, and I had, I had given Johnny the list of the spice ties that was, like, super, super good. But for whatever reason, I just didn't want to play it day two, and I really liked my Hoff list, and I stayed with Hoff for day three. I was like, you know what? I really like it. I'm going to focus on on light. Um, so I sit down and I play dark first, and Kevin, who again had had my number, is playing communing with power harpoons, and I'm just like, I kind of threw up my hands. I was like, I'm just never going to catch a break. Like I'm playing walkers, a dude's playing. He's crashing my vehicle. <laughs> so like. I'm playing the game and he's like obviously gonna win, but I'm sort of he's he's definitely like he's got a little cocky vibe to him. And, and I don't know if you know Kevin that well, but he's he's a good dude, but he 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 liked winning too. And he had a sort of a, he has a different affect. I uh, I never met Kevin, but I did used to listen to his podcast. Yeah, super funny guy. I like I like Kevin a lot. But he's you know, he's sort of happy that he's winning. Mm-hmm. And he's playing a little free and he's he's gonna win by like twenty, some high twenties. But like I, I do some stuff and he plays like four or five cards to like beat me down. I'm like, okay, like you, you, you played four cards there. All right, cool. I do something else. He like plays five cards to beat me down. I'm like, okay, cool. And like I get him down to 22, and I like 
I'm like, okay, well, 22 is a lot, but I did, you did over deploy. You should have won by 30. That's right, right, right. So I like, I'm like, we have a five minute break and I'm like not feeling super good about this, but I, I overhear Kevin like basically like being like, yeah, I just saw, like, I got him. I got him. Like, you know, he's, he's, he never switches his decks, like just what we thought. And he's like high-fiving his buddy. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. I just sort of, I went to the bathroom and I was just like, I just sort of like sort of gathered myself and I was like, all right, let's just do, let's just do everything that you can do. Um, Cause the guy's like, he's, he's a little cocky right now. Uh-huh. Like let's, uh-huh. let's memorize every card. But I was just like, just, I said to myself, track every card. Like you see a card, track it. Um, so he's playing this this space deck, and I had built this light deck in the morning. It started Shimmy's Hut. It did not play Shimmy <laughs> because um, I just didn't have room for. It. I didn't want to get beat down. But the reason why I did it is at that time, Communing was another deck that started Shimmy's Hut. Okay. And um, the way the order of interrupts worked. Like he, by the time he revealed, it wasn't like throne room. So San, you went first, but it didn't tell you you went first until starting interrupts resolved. Okay. So he saw, so he sees Shimmy's hut. He thinks communing. So he does his three effects based on communing. I went Shimmy's hut. Okay, I'm San. I go first. My effects. So he, you know, he's going to like, um. And he didn't know this. And I and like I, I I remember like he was like, Oh, you had to reveal. I was like, No, I didn't, I don't, and this is why he understood. Uh-huh. But it was like the first sort of like think, like I maybe I got you a little bit. Right, right. And he's playing a space deck. I'm playing like essentially throne room. I'm playing throne room on a different platform. Mm-hmm. But I have space. And I'm thinking and I remember thinking, I'm like, this there's a chance I can win based on how this matchup goes. He's not activating that much. I go fast to like a he was playing set your course like Star Destroyers. Um and I like have a good lead and I'm like, I'm fighting in space. I have a, there was a, there was another virtual Han Shui Falcon at that time. Um, and I like take out some Star Destroyers. I'm tracking like all of his cards. I'm like, you know, I'm like telling him to stop activating so I can like take an action and like know that his card is here. There's different cards that do stuff. And he's definitely rattled. And like, I played like a maniac and I won by 23. And I remember, like, he, like, he's, like, figure, he's trying to figure out, like, what's going on. He's, uh-huh. like, how did I, he's, like, how did I lose this? And at a certain point, he, he shakes my hand. He's, like, good job. And I remember I stood up, and I'm just, like, like whole, like, just, like, random. Like, my card, left my cards on the table. And, like, <laughs> I, like, was just, like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> um, and, like, people are, like, the guys are, like, you know, you won, you won, you won. Um, and I was pumped. And then I played Steve in the, um in the semifinals and you know steve and i just we went to the hotel bar we had a beer and stuff like that and i sit down with steve he didn't tell me he was gonna do this he's like hey congrats and good luck in the finals and he shakes my hand and i was like whoa no like let's play and he's like no i like you you want you deserve this way more than i do and people thought it was like a um like maybe we had some read on the matchups or something like mm-hmm. that but that was not the case at all um he actually had like really good matchups in the finals so that was more just like a, a friendship thing Mm-hmm. Um, which was cool. And then um, I'm trying to think. Johnny played Reed in the top four. Um, Johnny had a good matchup, but got like an unlucky Monarch. Um, so Everybody's favorite card. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> favorite card. It's funny. I was rooting for Johnny, even though Johnny had like a, a really good matchup against me. And then I had a really good matchup against Reed. This was that Slavers thing. 
Um, we had figured out that over that summer that it was a good matchup for us. Mm-hmm. So I won the first game by 29. Um, and I was Cause, feeling good. Cause if I remember right, slavers, I mean, if you're, if you think if you're playing a, a mains deck slavers was kind of a scum deck. Yeah, it had, it was like, I to- totally remember what it did, but it, it, um, I remember Tom Hade had his version played a lot of outer rim scouts. Yeah. There was like Trandoshans and Bosque people. Mm-hmm. And I know that like there was, we had figured out there was like a way that essentially you could prevent them from flipping. If you went to like space and the ground at the same time, it was mm-hmm. similar to OA the way OA operates where there's like, or some of those other decks where like they sort of an unexpected line makes it really hard for them to flip with their crappy cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you sort of let the, it's, it was almost like a dark side OA, um, or like, I think it was, they needed to control like two things mm-hmm. and you, and they only played three locations. So if you went really fast to two of them, they had a really difficult time controlling. Okay. Um, and Reed, I remember Reed sort of made several mistakes. I think it was his first, maybe it was his second, uh, finals appearance, but he was rattled and I was able to capitalize on that. And then I talked to Steve, I was like one by 29. Steve's like, I was like, Steve came to me to give me a little pep talk, Johnny too. And, and they were, they were amped up. Um, Cause they kind of knew I had won, but I was sort of like, okay guys, relax. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to blow this. Right. Um, and I was, I was also playing it's TIG, which is somewhat scary when you think about like the fact that they can just like win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, they were like, yeah, you got, you got it, but like play it, like play smart. Like mm-hmm. don't, don't mess up, like play it, play it. Like you need to win it. Um, and like, I, I think we played like maybe four turns and we had one big battle. He played home one in his deck and I drew like, six five six to like just clear it and i knew i was gonna i had found my vader at that point and i just remember at that point when i drew those three destinies that i knew i was gonna win like i was and we think we played two or three more turns Mm -hmm. and that was it that was the first one all right so then a lot of things happened between 2013 and 2015 where the the game has 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 been reset yeah it was reset (laughs) i actually didn't play in 14 at all Mm -hmm. I played a single tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talked. That was the that was uh, Emil uh, won that one. So I talked. Yep. I talked to him. He said that, and that's the that was the last event before the reset. So you've got yeah, the first the, of the first cards were already out, which was weird. Like they already knew what was, or they knew what was getting reset or something. They knew what was going away or something was happening. I think there was um there was a part there was like a miniature whatever the next. Because also the reset had there was a there was also like another set that was being developed while everyone was talking about the reset. So they had like a like a preview set that kind of addressed some of the competitive balance issues at the of the right. last thing, and and it had like Anakin Skywalker and Droidica and a couple right. of the other like right. post reset cards still around now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't. It's it's crazy to me that Anakin Skywalker wasn't around. Cause it that it wasn't around before the reset, right? Anakin Skywalker paddle and learner. I don't think so. No. Yeah, yeah. An- Anakin, and then I think like. Uh, I think was... the only card that's been around this entire time is Black Two. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's Luke, been changed. Luke Luke Skywalker virtual. I think he was a little different. He was him and Vader. Vader used to subtract three. Um, I feel like Luke does Luke do, still do something with attack run. He. Oh, I don't, oh, I don't remember. Maybe I Luke's the same. Fund, fundamentally, Luke is the same because mostly he, 
Mostly yeah. he pulled Dark Lighter Spin and retrieved a force. Yeah, Darth, Darth Vader virtual has definitely changed because I remember he at one point he added four to power. He added four and subtracted three. Yeah. Right. Yeah, those you know, classics. But there yeah, was a, I, there was a, at Worlds 2003, that top eight that was the first time that Johnny and Mike and I um, all teamed. Mm-hmm. Mike played Hunt Down Beats with Premier Darth Vader. Um, and I remember like they did deck lists deck checks on day three uh-huh. and one of the, the guys from the pc this was like pre show and fall was like i forget his name yeah. comes over to mike he's like hey there's a problem with your deck list and he's like mike's like what and, and the guy goes there's no virtual subs for your darth vader's and mike's like yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> like typically if you know mike you're like typical mike fashion like yeah they're not virtual bro like, yeah. <laughs> sorry that's that's kind of that's kind of funny just adding one he played like i think it was like three boba fett's and like mm-hmm. two i have you now or something like that mm-hmm. yeah and then i guess and i guess maybe you throw your opponent off a little bit by by not playing the virtual just it was like that. uh like i when i played young skywalker uh there were definitely people who like did a double take thinking it was or no no it was vice versa i played when young skywalker was a card i i played uh epp luke in, in one of my decks and, and people would never realize that it was the other thing. Right. I li- I'm glad that card's gone as a card. I didn't, I didn't like two, two playable cards that look the same as, is awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And especially, especially like EPP Luke is a pretty, right. is a pretty iconic card and is right. definitely playable. Like there's no reason to definitely it playable. To virtual. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I hear you on that. So, uh, so yeah. So what were you, so, so what were you playing in 2015? So 2015, um, I had taken, I had taken the year off. I played, I was playing a lot of magic. I was starting to, I had qualified for, I think for a couple pro tours at that point. But, um, I remember we, I wasn't really planning on coming back to the game after I won. I was like, all right, I'm just, I'm good. Like I won. I'm good. Right. Um, right. But it was, it was in Philly. Um, Johnny's from Philly. He's, well, he, he lived in Philly for a time. Um, he like texted me. He's like, Hey, world's in Philly. Do you want us to go? Like you want us to go to kind of just go like not so much the same type of prep that we might've done, but just go. My wife's from Philly. Um, so we could like do a trip or like I could, we could go down there, like just stay there. Like I could go into the city for a couple of days, hang out with Johnny. We could just kind of play some Star Wars cards. So it's a very different vibe. Um, and we we're like, all right, let's look at the new meta. Um, and we both were like, Hey, throne room looks pretty good. Like, why aren't people playing throne room? And no one was playing throne room. There were threads that were like, Hey, it's, it's unplayable. So we just were like, all right, let's just play Throne Room, and then let's just play. We just copied the best dark deck, which was the Decree Naboo thing. We like okay. figured out pretty easily that was just like super good. Um, so we played those. There were two Throne Rooms in day in day two. Uh, it was me and Johnny of an entire field, which is like you now would be like unfathomable to think mm-hmm. that it could just go like sort of unnoticed. I don't know. Throne um, Room's unplayable now, I right? It's unplayable now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we both just sort of did really well. I think we both went six and two, um, but mm-hmm. there wasn't like any pressure. I remember that world's having like no like stress. Like I think mm-hmm. I had a winning in, and it was like okay, cool. Like the fact that I'd won the previous, like the last time I played Star Wars cards, I right. won. I didn't have any pressure on myself at that point. And I wasn't like a two-time champion where you're feeling like, oh, don't like, don't like let the sort of persona down a little right, bit. I'd right. won, I'd reached my goal, so I wasn't like um, stressed. Um, and then the, I think I, I don't think we even changed too many decks. We played the exact same decks for the next day. I know that we literally played the same lists. Um, 
and I had played Walsif in the top eight. Um, he was, you know, it was cool that he made it, but the, his whole crew was kind of cheering him on. Mm-hmm. But um, I felt pretty good in that match. Um, just sort of, he, he was sort of a first timer there, and I was, I kind of won that one pretty easily. And then Joe Olson was player of the year, and um, he had just beat MHT, who would, again, I think had went 8 0. Um, and, oh, I do remember that, what happened? Kim Caden did the pairings, and I, and she ran the tournament that year. And I remember that MHT came in first in the second day. And um, uh, Emil came in second on the, on like the, the, you know, the, the Swiss day. Right. Right. And, and Kim goes, I don't like, or Kim says, wow, the, the Europeans really dominated. And I remember, I remember I, I said, um, tournaments are one on Sunday, not Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> and we just got like a nice little, you know, friendly banter. Um, but uh, Joe would beat MHT soundly with his watcher step versus the Naboo deck by like 25. And I remember talking to MHT briefly about it. And he explained to me what he did. And I just figured like, let me just, let me kind of like just next level it and try to do very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it threw Joe off a lot. And I won that game big. And then we had an interesting plan for the throne room because the, the, um, the dark deck at that time was that played decree virtual, which let you activate off of throne room sites, off the light sides icons. As okay. Um, and it started a two, two and a two, two. So it started combat response for Naboo and the two, two Naboo site. Right. But then it said, okay, I'll activate off of your icons and activate like 10 turn one play Baron and, and, uh, like Darth Maul on the very first mm-hmm. turn and mm-hmm. snowballed. So Johnny and I, the night before we were at dinner and, um, we were just talking. I'm like, Johnny, what happens if we just lose all our sights? We never play them. That's throwing them. You just go slow. Like, just slow the game down. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking about it. And we're like, yeah, that seems dope. Like, let's do it. So um, that plan really worked. Um, and I played against Joe. And, like, he had a drain early. And I lost Jedi Council Chamber from hand. <laughs> um, and then I lost Boss Nass Chamber from hand. Wow. And then we had, like, a battle later in the game that was, like, sort of... I was able to stack with, like, five guys before he ever got any velocity because my stuff was cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, so I beat, beat Joe pretty easily and, uh, Johnny played Matt Sokol and he won. So we, we played the finals, which was cool for the second time we played obviously the finals of 2009 and we played the MPC finals prior a couple of years prior as well. Um, but it was the exact same decks. We didn't really have any pressure, um, to win. We played the same matchup. Dark actually did win this time. So I think because we knew the plan, it was sort of easier to adapt right, to it. Right, right, right. Um, so Dark actually ended up winning both games. Um, he had like some weird luck, unlucky, where he like tried to swing at Marjade with Mace Windu and, and failed. Mm. Um, and I would have lost like eight cards instead I lost none. And that, I, I think I won the second game by four more than he won. And and I remember he, sh- he shook my hand. He's like, yep, yeah, cool. And I was like, yep, yeah, cool. Like no big deal. And, and that was sort of it. Definitely less exhilarating than the first time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. So you, yeah, two-time, two-time world champion, and uh, four-time at least second place, and lots of yep. times top eight, uh, yep. and and uh, one of the favorites for twenty twenty. Are you going to win worlds this year? Um, I'm deciding. If I'm playing. I'm not sold. Anyway, I have to decide tomorrow. It's I. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't bet on me. Um, but you never know. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, if I play, I'm not ruling out winning. I'm going to try to win if I play. <laughs> um, but I think I will say I think with Jump, um, the field is is stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, in a in a 
in-person tournament, I think you can say like it's pretty likely high percentage that, you know, Bastion wins or I win or Johnny wins or Emil wins. Um, you know, the sort of experienced tier, high tiered players. And then there's other people that go along with that, like Greg and, and Steve mm -hmm. and Tom Kelly and Hayes, those you know, the other people who could certainly win, you know, that group and say, all right, you're not going to be surprised if those people win. Um, but I think that number isn't really exist with the gem world. Mm -hmm. I don't think that number is like eight guys or nine guys or right. 10 people. I think right. that number is like 30 people. I mean, would you be surprised if like, you know, Drew won or Gavino won or Paul Myers won. I mean, I don't think I would be, right? Like, or Stubbly won. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Right, you know, like these right. online guys, they play. And I think the margin of like, you know, if, if, if Connor was to play, uh, Connor was to play Bastion in, in a real tournament, I'm, I'd be pretty mm -hmm. surprised if he was to beat Bastion, you know, on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. Other people can win matchups and stuff like that. But if you, if that happened on jump, I'd say, oh yeah, nobody yeah. like it. Just yeah. it is what it is. So when you um, play so many games, I mean that's the that's the thing. Like you know, we talked about the my one my one moment where I could have won a game against you one time. You know, we I don't think we've run into each other that many times on Gemp, but there are definitely players who I play on Gemp regularly. You know, just because right. we have the same schedules or whatever, or we play in the same. You know, we both play casual tables or something, and it's like eventually i'm gonna win a game against this right. person no 100 100 percent. i think the the there's just a lot of people that could win so i i i would not like this was a, if the field was as it is mm -hmm. and you know johnny's not playing but i'm playing and bastion's playing and if it was in a real life tournament i think you could say you know because i saw that mm -hmm. fantasy list and say all right you know bastion 45 justin right, 40 right. it makes these numbers make sense now you might as well just put them push them all together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know sort of a, a big group of competent people competent if you're competent and you're practicing yeah why can't you why can't you win well you and you've been i i think the reason that i that that you're my you're you better play because you're my, I, i'm not i'm not doing it in a fantasy thing but just like for my own personal uh ego you're my yep. pick to win okay if you right. play. Appreciate that. Uh, right. i will i will i will say that i don't right. i i, I think best. i think i talked to bastion about about this and he also thinks that you're one of the you're one of the the best bets yeah. for for this I mean, but uh but so and the reason and the reason is not just that you're because uh, you know there's there have been 25 world championships you only you only won two of them you know it's not like it's not like one the i mean you, you didn't win the other 23 there's lots of there's lots of people who could who could win you know you're right. not the current right. world champion but what but no. well you you did win the ocs which is which is a that, yeah. which is a big deal but I real I also noticed when I was playing a lot, I noticed you were playing a lot, especially in the run up to Texas Mini Worlds. You were constantly in the Slack chat saying, "Hey, I needed to play. I got oh, a yeah, game yeah, up yeah. right now. Anybody want to play? I'll, Anybody want to play?" Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll start the games. I, I like the private room thing is just you know Steve and I play, but mm -hmm. it, I I it is fun to just throw game. I mean, what's what are we really hiding at this point? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like no one no one broke it. Yeah. Or if someone did, they did. I mean. Yeah. Um, and it's a brand play. new, it's a brand new meta too. So like, who knows, you know, who knows, even that's if you the thing, it's like, if say someone's like, I played legend this evening yeah. in a game, what is, oh yeah, Justin's playing legend. What does that do for people in terms of like, <laughs> how does that hurt me? Or right, you know what I mean? Right. Okay. He's playing like, or I could also switch. Like I, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not locked into legend. Right. Justin played a game of legend and frankly, yeah, I, I mean, there's the, even if, frankly, even if you have some weird some weird super secret tech that 
five people see and then put it into a deck and then don't know how to use it. You know, well, that's the thing. If someone like was to copy a deck that like, like for instance, I played a deck the other night. I played that cave deck. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, if you watch, like, I don't think it's that good. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. If you copy this, like, and I play against you, I'm like, sweet. They like this deck sucks. I know exactly how bad it is. Right. right. And you're playing it and you, you're about, you're about to find out how bad it is. <laughs> um, so like there's, you know, there's games where like I'll play, I'll post and I'll, you know, I'll text Steve and like our, mm-hmm. our, our channel and I'll be like, Hey, here's the synopsis. Here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. And that's not public knowledge. Right. Right. Um, but you know, the game itself is public knowledge. They'll see a few things. The other thing too, is like, if you're actually like have a notepad watching my games, it's like, all right, well I'm switching 10 to 15 cards every match anyway. So you're, mm-hmm. you're preparing for 80 cards. You're probably like psyching yourself out. Right. Degree. Right. I'd rather just practice and get some more mm-hmm. reps. Like for instance, I played a deck today that I know hundred percent that I will not play. Right. Like right. I know I played it twice and I was like, Nope, that's not it. Cause sometimes <laughs> you're playing it. De- and sometimes you're playing a deck just to learn, what your opponent can do or, yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Or see how it works or like, Hey, like for legend, it's like, well, how many ships do you need? You know what I mean? Like, do mm-hmm. you need more now? Do you need less now? Do you need like, how's the Qui-Gon? Is he good? Is he not good? Right, like right. stuff like that. And you know, um, but yeah, I, I play a fair amount. Um, I play a fair amount, but I get, again, I, I think there's no favorite. I don't think that, I don't think okay. the concept of a favorite makes sense. I mean, if you had to name one, I think you'd probably put Bastion and I up there the same way you mm-hmm. do that in a real life tournament. But I think, this this is different. I think. Mm. Different. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And then I mean, there's people like there's people like like my podcast co-host CRG that you know he he did well in Texas Mini Worlds. He's gonna yeah. have his moment. Um, one of one of these events, he's gonna he's gonna, I'm sure he's gonna win a major. Um, right, and I think like. I think like he's someone, you know, those people, they oftentimes will win like a Texas mini worlds or like um, sort of one of the more side ones where like the worlds and the MPC people kind of maybe prepare for a little bit more, like Mm -hmm. some of the top players prepare a little bit more. So it's a little bit harder for someone who's new Mm -hmm. to fully crack and win. I think you see like crack is like a top eighting. Right. And you get to that Sunday, hard to beat three, you know, established day three years in a row. That's a hard thing to do. Um, Especially when you're kind of like, oh man, this is it. Like, right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I remember the first time, like, when I played Walsif, like, I was talking to some of his team and they were talking about they were up till six in the morning and they were doing this and they thought, they were like, how many talking about the message do you play? We thought you might play three. And I was like, dude, I play one. (laughs) 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 Um, But, you know, they had their moment. That's fun. You know, it's fun, but it it doesn't necessarily result in like a, a positive or not, it doesn't necessarily result in a, a, like a, cho- a deck choice or a decision tree mm-hmm. that actually is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think there's a ton of guys who will, who could, who could win this tournament. I mean, you look at people who like, who made the OCS top eight, like Stubbly came in top four, you know, Myers mm-hmm. has, has played super well. Myers plays a ton. Gavino, like there's, there's people who play all the time. Jemp yeah. Tom, Jemp Tom plays all the time. Crypto tests with good people. Um, a lot of those, this guy, Dylan, I don't, I don't know his name, but he's a European player. Yeah. 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 His name's Dylan, but, um, like it's, he, it's actually not, but I can't remember what his name is. Yeah. I said that cause I, I think I knew that his name wasn't Dylan. Yeah. 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 But like, he's good. Like he doesn't make that many mistakes. He'll make a mistake here and there, but then he knows it. And he like, you get the revert, mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Won't get the revert, but yeah like, he's, he's definitely somebody that, uh, that when I see him on Gemp, I, I'm like, I'm, not, I'm probably gonna lose this game. Yeah, right. He's someone who like <laughs> yeah. I, I lost to him recently, and it's like, yeah, like he he. I made some mistakes. I was trying something out, and I was actually happy I played against someone who like I had a deck that was doing suboptimal things, and he beat me with his 
deck that was doing like good player stuff. Right, right, right. Um, so like I tried when I wrote down that result, I was like, you know, good player, lost to it. This is what I need to do better in the future. But like someone like him, um, not to be disparaging, but I don't, I don't think he'd be someone who potentially could win a real life Worlds mm -hmm. against Sebastian. You know what I mean? Like he could, maybe he could, um, yeah. if, you know, caught lightning in a bottle, but you wouldn't necessarily expect it. Right, right. Whereas on Jump, I think. To me, the, the margins between Dylan and Bastion on jump are pretty slim. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll go ahead and uh, the last the last bit of the interview that I that I do is I have my um, Pivo questionnaire based on James Lipton's Inside the Actors Studio. <laughs> um, this was uh, something that Gogolin suggested uh, back oh, when okay. I first started doing these interviews, uh, and uh, so. Anyway, uh, I'll go ahead and answer the questions however you want. Interpret the questions however you want. Uh, looking for uh, the window into your psyche here. First question, what is your favorite card? My favorite Star Wars card of all time would probably be Lot Dog, just because it sort of symbolizes um, the deck that I played to sort of trans go from mediocre, scrubby guy to sort of the, the beginning of the KTOD was all based around that card. Very good. What is your least favorite card? Uh, least favorite card would probably be um, defensive shields in the sense of what they cover. There's okay. some that are needed, but I think there's a few that it's gotten out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. I hear. I am. Um... For for me, it's not even it's not even necessarily the sheer number of of shields that you have access to, but um, having getting four getting unlimited under the under the under the card and four pulls, and every deck plays a used interrupt yeah. that can pull that can pull a shield. And there's um, just I think... some cards that like like think about like Goonie Tay. Like that mm -hmm. that'd be a cool card to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like or, or maybe make it like. Gunite is plus one instead of two. Like, mm -hmm. There's just order to engage. It's not like a right kind of, and you know that's a card that I think you could have some fun. Yeah, with. order to engage, especially because it. I, I don't even understand exactly how it was abused before because you would. So the rules were different. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the rules were different. So a card like dodge, you could dodge in front of something else. Okay. And back then, order to engage would trigger. Okay. I'm not actually sure if that was a correct interpretation of the rules, but that is the interpretation of the rules. It might've actually been, we might've been doing it wrong back then, mm -hmm. but it used to be like you move, you'd react away or you would escape a battle. You'd play path after the battle started in front of something else. And you actually couldn't battle okay. because that character had already participated in a battle, but because you couldn't battle order to engage with trigger and you lose. Mm. Through. Oh, okay. Okay. So that was obviously which that sounds like just a just a wrong rule. Right. I mean, or like a like a not not necessarily that you guys were doing it wrong, but just like that's obviously not the intent of the card. Right. A battle right. a battle was initiated. It's the kind of thing that would be fixed maybe with either with a rule change or with with errata. But yeah, yeah. Or just like jump would just probably fix the issue to begin with. I don't think yeah. they even like jump would just like I remember like this this big thing that we used to talk about. All the top players used to talk about it is grab your own sense. So they can't sense it, but that's just like not a thing because the way just actions work. But like back in the day, we didn't really understand that. So everyone was like, sense, grab sense, grab my own sense. You can't play sense. But like that would never happen because 
you don't have the first just action. Right, right, right. Um, but that was something that just happened. We didn't realize we were cheating, but uh-huh, uh-huh. that was like a thing that just people said, and you sort of accepted that if that right. play happened, it happened to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what uh, what kinds of cards uh, simulate you creatively? Um, I think like new sort of newer mechanics, like I think like like Senate or like the commuting thing or just like different stuff, like Shadow Collective seemed interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty wide with, with what I like. I think one of the things I like to do is I like to take something established in time and try to like refine it pretty well, like refine it get that you know eight to ten not just like one card different but let's let's see it let's take a, a good deck and let's change 12 cards let's let's change some of these low destiny cards to high destiny mm-hmm. cards and see what happens okay um what uh kind of, what kinds of cards just make you want to quit the game i think the sheer number of just like redundancy with characters um and even though you know i being part of design i've i've you know played a role in that and that's mm-hmm. sort of the power creep nature that, des- that we're at with design um where when you have one thing come out and it's so powerful and then in design in order to compete you have to create more powerful stuff and it's this vicious cycle right right i think it would be cool if there were if some of the texts on characters were um not there like like a card like cassian you know why don't you have that on an interrupt that just says once per game cancel destiny Mm -hmm. like that would be perfect on an interrupt that'd be a like really powerful interrupt right um why is that not just in why is that on Cassian? Mm-hmm. Why is why is like why is all of this text on guys? Um, I think I think the redundancy of games, the fact that games happen where it's sort of guys bashing into each other, and like the move phase and the battle phase and the deploy phase, I feel like they're the only thing that matters. And like sort of crafting interrupts doesn't matter as much anymore as something mm-hmm. that I that I don't associate with sort of good right. Star Wars, right? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. The uh, when I interviewed Jerry Darcy, he talked about noun cards versus verb cards, and it sounds to me like you you yeah. think the, the game has too many nouns and not enough verbs, okay, yep. or or too many nouns that act like verbs, right? Yeah, right. yeah, perfect. Yep. Um, what is uh, your favorite Star Wars term? Um, I don't know. Like, I guess use of force is cool. Okay. Okay. Um, what opponent's deck do you love to see? Um, I like I like good games. I like playing against the top stuff. So okay. like, I like playing against ISB. I like 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 the chess match stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, what uh, what opponent's deck do you hate to see? Um. What do I hate to see? I definitely hate to see some stuff. I think the blowout cards, even though I do like the red red card stuff, I think mm-hmm. there's some blowout cards that are just like can make things like not that fun. Um, but I'm trying to I'm 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 struggling thinking of what those cards would be right now. Or what those decks would what, be. Yeah, what those what that deck would look like. So you're so like I guess like something something like uh that's that's more of a like high variance. Storm, like an ice storm. Oh, oh okay. Thing. Okay. Even though I like the red cards that are sort of have like texture. Like I like cards yeah. like the old card, like don't forget the droids. I love that. 
I love like the interrupts like that do stuff that are the sort of unique. Um, like I love like Droid Shutdown. That's mm -hmm. like a cool card. But stuff like Ice Storm or like Lost in the Wilderness, those things I think it's sort of like mm, don't love that stuff. Mm -hmm. I guess miss, missing stuff. Missing. <laughs> yeah. Missing and crashed. I don't I don't yeah. like that. I think that those um I, I kind of realized this a, a little while a little while ago. I think that mechanics like like missing or crashed or even creatures to an extent they would work really well if in the if they worked like if this was magic and mm -hmm. we had it there for for a block you know right. and then it and then it rotated out and then right. maybe That's a few a years point. later it came back you know something like flashback or scry right. or whatever hey missing's back oh yeah. yeah yeah which which maybe people would like that and then you would have enough cards where to where people were actually playing cards that canceled missing or that you know did something you know, did something interesting with the mechanic, uh, as opposed to it just being, yeah, it just being like a random blowout. Um, right. And then you have to look up the rules for how search parties work. Yeah, I think that stuff is, but like, I don't mind it. And I think maybe the game actually probably could use a little more of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I think maybe, I think one of the, you know, going back to the question, I think that stuff like that, that it's, that's not surprising that you can see coming, that you know is coming, is not fun. Okay. But I don't know what the, again, I don't totally know what that would be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, like redundant, redundant, like not like cool, like, oh, cool, you had an ice storm and you're like, like, I think it would be cool if people just like played an ice storm now mm -hmm. because everyone's playing the third marker. If someone had the ice storm now and like not an EBO or something, it's like, cool, that's a really cool, like, you just made my Vader loss for no reason. But if people had like, um, like the EBO land a ship, that's like, right, right, right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and then, okay. I've asked these questions like over and over. I, you'd think I'd have it memorized by now. Um, what star Wars profession would you like to try? Uh, like, smuggler's not that fun. Um, I could see myself like being like a general Veers. <laughs> okay. So up, Upper middle management. Right. Okay. I'd like a, I'd like a battalion. <laughs> okay. I'd like to be like cool with Vader. Like Veers was certainly on the cool team. Like uh, he didn't think he was getting choked. He knew he was good. He knew he was yeah. in good team. Well, at least until, you know, until he makes a mistake down the line. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Veers is. What happened like, to him? What, whatever ended up, ha whatever happened to him between, between uh, Empire and Jedi. Right. Um. What uh, what Star Wars profession would you not want to try? Mm, I think dancer. Dancer, yeah. Yeah, not not into that. All right, and finally, if God exists, what would you like to see him do with the future of the game? Um, I do believe in God. Uh, let's see. I mean, obviously, the pipe dream that everyone has is that somehow we can open packs again. Mm -hmm. Um, but that sort of take that one off the table. I think it would be cool if we could get to a point where our reset process was less um, sort of contentious and, and there were too much debate on it, but we actually had like one that sort of the majority of us agreed was like really worked well. Mm -hmm. So I think like a rotation thing, yeah, 
or or some process where we felt where everyone sort of felt good about it, like on both sort of sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. Like there is too much, there is too much. There there is an issue with like cards like Senate and Lando and you know EPP Mall that they yeah. they were really so powerful and they you know if you reset the game, it just goes back to that same Senate right, right. combat mall maintenance. Um, mm-hmm. and it it that's that's the problem is that whatever we reset it to is always the same and then we have to sort of rewrite the story but maybe there's a way to you know maybe there's a way to take a larger base set or do rotation you know a card like endor shield if you think of that card virtual has been so powerful and has been the linchpin of so many decks for so long like it really should have just had a two-year run Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and 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 then you wouldn't have had to rat a tto because it would have been gone ie would have been cycled out um, so cards like that having like a two-year really powerful yeah stretch i think that could be a yeah. suggestion but yeah. i think like i think a rotation would be good mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think yeah i think the key for for me at least the key with a uh with a with a reset is that we would need to when on day one of 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 the new set of the new base set or whatever whether that's 10 cards or whether that's 100 cards we say five years we're gonna re we're gonna push the reset button again and have a new base set or four years or or they're gonna do like something something that where there's where there's an ex where we know there's an expiration date on what on what the game is gonna look like because because my gut reaction of the anti-resetness is I came back the last two times I came back to the game were 2013 and I literally like came back right. the day after the Texas mini worlds where everybody hated it and all the reset discussion. So immediately I came back to the game and I'm like, I just figured out what these cards are and now everybody's going to, everybody's going to reset it. And then after nationals last year, there was, there was a little bit of, of reset talk and, um, and I had literally just done the arts and crafts to build, you know, right. to build my two decks that I, I'm like, finally, I figured out two decks that I kind of like, and obviously they're going to change over times. But like, now you're going to tell me again, once I just learned this, right. this thing, and now we're going to throw it all away. Um, and, uh, and also the reset process in, in 2014 was, was very contentious. Lots of, lots of arguing <laughs> on the, on the forums uh you, you know so yeah so just having a plan a, like yeah like a shared vision and like knowing okay it's gonna change it's not gonna get locked into anything mm-hmm. um but you had maybe like like you said like a five-year game time span or even just like i mean imagine it'd be a lot of work but imagine if there was like a, a reset every mm-hmm. or a rotation every year right um, cards just left i mean it's not right. that yeah. crazy yeah i i don't think so. i don't think so i think i mean i think the idea of having a Having a base set that, yeah, that maybe the base set changes every year, but like, you know, kind of cards come in and out and there's, but there's a foundation there and then having, you know, having new, you know, cause that would also fix, you know, Ray and, uh, and, uh, 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 Jin Ursa don't need right. to be in the same deck because the, point. because, because the episode seven block was, has rotated out in the new, you know. Yeah, now that the movies are sort of, I mean, you got like new content with like the Mandalorian. Yeah, there's so like much, there's so much new content, and there's okay. and there's so many new main characters. Everybody's got a with everybody's with lightsaber now. 
Yeah. That's true. That's true. But I guess I was saying like you could theoretically make like nine sets for the nine movies uh-huh. and then have an extended universe, a cartoon set, and then yeah. have a solo set, a Rogue One set, and a Mandalorian set. Mm-hmm. And you could just keep adding to those. We could make, you know, ten icons. I mean, I mean, it yeah. doesn't even need to be that much. You could have original trilogy, prequel trilogy, new trilogies, three different ones. Yeah. Mandalorian, you know. So like you know, there's right. not there's not so much stuff that mm-hmm. you could get lost with, and if we could incorporate that with like a with our reset process, that could be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That Definitely. Would be pretty cool. Sure. All right. Well, Justin, thanks thanks a lot for doing this interview. This was uh, this was very. I think this this went really well. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. And until next time, may the force be with you. this little podcast uh we're down to the top four um in worlds uh joe olson versus uh chris kelly kieran uh fergut versus uh paul myers uh in the semifinals um kieran did eliminate justin uh but uh it's a really it was a really stacked top eight um you know, multiple world champions, uh, multiple players that I would consider really great. Um, shout out to Fernando uh, Castagnon, who actually just started playing, I guess, back in July or August um, and made it into the top eight. And then uh, Jared Napolitano, who uh, it was his idea to do this interview series and he made top eight. So, uh, yeah, good luck to. Uh, I guess both of them were eliminated, but uh, still, uh, Worlds was uh, seems to have been a success. Uh, we've got one more interview uh, with Johnny Chu, the one of the greatest of all time. Um, looking forward uh, to that one. Uh, it, I'll get it out to you soon. Kendallcast.ninja, celebrating media, hobbies, and passions since 2014.